Yo, everyone, this is a special episode. We recorded it last week because Abadesi and I uh, are not around. Oh so my gosh, does that mean that we're in the future right now? We have time travel. Oh my gosh. This is exactly what time travel was meant to feel like. You are in for a treat. <laughs> so, um, yeah, enjoy the episode. We talk about a lot of stuff that's not necessarily current events, but kind of close to the heart type stuff. Close to hustle. Talk about founding. Talk about mistakes. Talk about failure. We go talk deep. about winning, learning, living, love. Enjoy. Let's give a shout out to our amazing sponsor, Amazon. They are hiring a UX design manager for the Alexa team. So if you'd like to find out more about joining Amazon or this role, head on over to Pocket Jobs. So you know what? It's It's gone past halfway the year. Um, what? Can't believe it. It's almost 2020 Rewind. around the corner. Wicked, 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 Fam, I thought we'd be in silver jumpsuits by now. 2020. Are I you know. Mad? What? Anyway, so Where's halfway. IPO? Take a show. Boy, that's 2029. ICO. That's 2029. So the halfway point is a good time to reflect. You know, Oof. lessons learned. You know, 2019. How are your goals doing? This is the last year of the 2010s. Basically. We're going to be entering the roaring the 2020s. <laughs> so do you have any ponderings on the halfway point of the year for yourself or, yeah, or definitely. in general go on shoot I think like one of the lessons that I've learned this year is things don't always go to plan yeah, even so. when you bust your balls proverbial balls <laughs> bust your bum um, bust whatever um, even when you do your best the world is a complicated place. People are complicated. You don't know what it, something is like until you're actually in it. And yeah. basically, that is okay. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's one of the things. Like, if I think of where I was at the beginning of this year, I left Product Hunt. I was in SF working on Alpha. We launched that. And then, you know, now I'm back. Now I'm back at Product Hunt. Now I'm back yeah. in London. Now yeah. I'm back running Hustle Crew, full, um, you know, on the side independently. And it's just like, I couldn't have thought that it would end up like this right? when I was like knee deep on the YC treadmill, right? right? But things just don't always work out the way you plan them to, the way you expect them to. You don't know what it's like to do something until you're actually doing it. And then you don't know if it's right for you until you're literally in that moment. Um, And I think that is also even more the case in the world of tech and in the world of startups, mm. right? We're not like athletes that train for a 100-meter race mm. where I can do a 100-meter race millions and millions and millions and millions of times. Mm. So it doesn't matter if I'm in Nigeria, India, whatever. The weather might be different, but ultimately, this is a race. I know it. It's me and the ground, and I'm going. Right. When you're in a startup, there's all these other variables. There's the team that you're with. There are the people who are ultimately humans, and I am not a perfect communicator. Other humans aren't a perfect communicator. I cannot predict the future. Other humans can't predict the future. Yeah, I can't read minds. Other humans can't read minds. Right. There's investors. There's users. There's customers. There's competitors. Boom, 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 boom. So literally until you are there in the present, until your present becomes what you thought of, mm. you just don't know how you react. So like, yeah, learnings of like the first half of the year, you can think of everything and prepare for everything but it still might not work out how you how you want it to. And that's, that's, yeah. that's okay. You're fucking right. Um, you. My learnings, um, I'm still pondering pondering on them. I think some of them have been quite sad in the sense that I used to feel like I could hold on to people who had gone down a different path mm. and were 
on a more destructive path but because there was a common history and a shared love there that I could still be around them and it wouldn't impact me yeah and that turned out to be wrong unfortunately mm. like I really thought that like because the thing is you know immigrant parents stuff like that like who have got friends who are also immigrants and sometimes they're, they're kids that you grew up with that are like really close with you like they just go down a different path like and yeah. you just think like yo man no nah, but we knew each other from kids it's all gonna be all love like and it's tough like I think most of us can understand like I don't agree with the concept of like you could, you only have to hang around winners like people a lot of people are now very much like transactional oh if no one around me if you're not a winner I don't want to be around you yeah. and I understand why that is the case because you are the average of the five closest people so it's very easy to want to just be around you know I could easily just be like all my friends are going to be entrepreneurs raising money making money whatever whatever but I don't want to do that I have a lot of love for people that aren't in, in my world whatever right that's cool but I have to draw the line at people that are intentionally down a destructive path of course because you think you can isolate and just come and check in on them every now and then but it does come back to you like and i've seen it not even my situation in other situations where people people are are hanging around destructive people and it's snowballs and cascades and then eventually problems get more problems you don't even on that initial thing you didn't even see it coming Um, i'm trying i'm trying not to go into details but like that's that's kind of it and the other thing i learned is the small stuff does make a difference like yes um just to give a really trivial point like Sometimes I'll be like, oh, let me just stay up a bit late. Then I stay up late, don't get as much sleep. Then I've got a cold. Then I can't really perform that well when I've got to do a sales call. Then I've lost a contract that is worth a whole bunch of money. And then, like, I'm going to see my girlfriend and I'm vexed. And then we're arguing. And this mm. is like, fam, if I just got to bed on time. Yeah. <laughs> that one night, yeah. Everything would have been fine. That is a small thing, bruv. That is a small But you think of it as small. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't really know. And, like, life is kind of like, um, someone told me it's kind of like climbing a muddy mountain. And, like, sometimes when you think, oh, I can just stand still. But if you stand still, unfortunately, sometimes mm. you just end up sliding Stop back. Sliding. You know what I mean? So I'm like, oh, I'll just take it easy. I'll just stay up and watch a film. Like, you know, whatever, whatever. Five hours sleep tonight. It's not a bad, big deal. And it kind of is, like, in my position right now, what's the other other analogy? Um, so, like, you can imagine in, like, a, a rocket or, like, in a Formula One car, like, any dent on the car, you're going so fast, or any bump in the road... It could be the tiniest bump in the road, yeah? Yeah. And it's just like, because we're going so fast, like, you're doing product on, you're doing techish, you're doing hustle group, I'm doing pocket, and we're trying so hard. We're at the peak of our career in the sense of, like, a lot. We've spent 10 years getting to this point. Yeah. And it's like, we're going so fast that even the smallest thing can send the car spiraling. Oh, gosh, yeah. Fan. And I'm just like, I'm more aware of that now than I've ever been. Yeah. So 2019, thank you so far for the lessons. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's all I got. Yeah, so I read this really interesting article talking about are there alternative ways of measuring wealth? I mean, the article starts off essentially saying that most of us are not going to get rich. Only 5% of the population in the States actually are millionaires. <laughs> so it starts off on a quite depressing tact. And that's I the could reality. be a millionaire in another c- currency. In Zimbabwe. I'm <laughs> 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 joking. Um, shout out to Zimbabwe. I've got a lot of Zim friends. They might kill me for quick that. Quick save. Yeah, quick save. Like. Hey, hey, <laughs> so a few points where they're saying this is what will classify you as rich in this day and age beyond money. Number one, you have a job that you enjoy. Number two, you're in control of your own time. Uh, number three, you have the ability to work anywhere. Number four, you have a short commute. Um, and a few others, like you have a handle on your burn rate. So your burn rate is basically, you might only earn like 50000 a year, for example. But if your burn rate is like 30000 a year, then you're rich. But there are people that are earning $2 million a year, but their burn rate is $2.5 million, as in they're spending $2.5 million wow. and they're in the negative. And they're constantly chasing because they've got, they've got their kids in private school. They've got their kids, you know what I'm saying, in all kinds of expensive stuff. They've got a house in the Hamptons, whatever. And then the other one is having a meaningful relationships. Now, 
do you classify all of this stuff as wealth, Abba? Like, you think it's... You know what's so funny, right? Like, I feel so torn right now because when I first saw a tweet version of this, the little hippie in me was just like, oh, yeah, I agree with that. Mm. But now that a few days have gone by... You're like, I want the money! The realist in me is like, show me the money! (laughs) Show me the money! Because, okay, I agree that these things are types of wealth. But what about people that have these things and have real wealth? That is true. They are definitely double winners. Do you see what I'm saying? Because it's like, I'm happy to accept the concessions of being a millennial and living in my times. uh, And, you know, the fact that we're going to have to work till we're like 399 and... I can't afford a house and I have very few assets. I don't have any money that's making money. The only money I make is through my literal movement of my body, sweat my brow, the the labor of my hands. But, um, but then, but then, like I said, there is that other side of me that's like, it is quite cool that I can wear what I want to work because I work from home. It is cool that, you know, especially being of the identity that I am, I can, you know, live the life that I want in the place where I live. Um, I've built a support network around me of like-minded people. You know, I feel like I'm in a very, like, judgment-free space. I am in control of my time because I'm a remote worker and because, Mm. you know, my side hustle, my other company, you know, we're bootstrapping. All my team work remote as well. Like, the interns that I have or, like, contractors that I use and... Yeah, okay, fine. I can go to bed and wake up when I want to. But, I mean, like you just said, or like you have said many times, you kind of want to go to bed and wake up at a time that supports productivity and means you're getting enough of it. I don't know. I feel torn. What do you feel? I feel like um, there is an element, yeah, where we're kind of trying to make ourselves feel better because yes. the likelihood of, of becoming extremely wealthy like, is Hey, you low. broke, but you got yeah. this instead. But at the same time, when I compare my life to the drudgery that I know other people who share my bloodline have experienced, whether that's like my grandfather and grandma who might have been in a village somewhere or like even um, other people that look like me and what they're going through. I am rich in that sense. Like, I, and I think we have to remember that like the gratitude goes a long way. And of course, like us, that people, those of us that work in tech and those of us that had those things where maybe you might be a remote worker or, you know, you can, you know, you have creative freedom, you enjoy your job. There is a level of wealth to a certain extent because what is what is wealth but a great life kind of thing. And if you if you like your life, then and work comprises a massive proportion of it, more than more so than we actually realize. I don't disagree with that. But what I don't like about this is that I feel like the people that are saying this are like the rich people that don't want to give us more money and don't want to support UBI. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, who is sending this message? Like, I don't want, like, I'm not trying to be paranoid or cynical or whatever. But what I'm trying to say is like, all of this stuff, we already knew. People already been saying this stuff for thousands of years. Practice gratitude. Focus on the small things. La, la, la. Build a support network. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Sure. Sure. But at the end of the day, I can't pay my rent. Right, but then if you're in a situation where you are With, stressed yeah. financially, then I wouldn't necessarily say that then you can say that this this, this article applies to you. Do you see what I'm saying? I mean, in a situation where, generally mm. speaking, people in tech... Like, but that's not... I would just say that like that's just a stretch of the word wealth. Right. I don't think this article is describing wealth. I think this article is describing like comfort 
flexibility, right. yes. autonomy, but it's not describing wealth. See what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, you know, because let's also talk about this, right? Let's say we go, oh, I am wealthy because I'm in control of my own time and I can work from wherever I want and my burn rate is below my income. La la la. When I have kids. And I die and retire and or whatever and leave them nothing. You think they're going to be like, oh, but I'm glad that my parents... I inherited my mom's <laughs> time. <laughs> her, her sweatpants and her company swag hoodie. But you see what that's I'm saying? True. Yeah, of course, of course. Of because course. that's why part of me is just like, yo, generational wealth. Where's that? You know, gap between the richest and the poorest. That's accelerating. Where's that? Thomas Piketty's book on capital and how I need assets to continue creating wealth. Where's that? So that's why I was just saying like, Yes, it's a nice feel-good little piece of content, but there could be a bit of a evil undertone if people go, oh, I don't even Completely. need wealth. Because it's like, well, actually, if you're thinking of starting a family or just passing anything to future generations, you do need wealth. I completely agree. I just think there is an element of truth to the article, but I completely agree with what you're saying. I have met many miserable rich people does not mean that I wouldn't want their money. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash techish. Yeah, there we go. Anyways. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. I told you that shit was deep. Thank and, you. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week with more current events we and latest you. news and stuff like that. So, shout out to you. Thanks for listening. Hashtag Share- techish for the review. Go on, Abba. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always get so excited. <laughs> yeah, hashtag techish. We love to hear from you. Review us wherever you listen to podcasts. And did you know we're on Patreon? Patreon.com slash techish. <laughs> Cheers. Bye-bye. <laughs>